Welcome to the Trail Less Traveled. Missoula is a mecca for outdoor enthusiasts, and each week we will bring you tales of adventures both near and far, as well as adventure information and inspiration and a few tunes to set the mood. You can subscribe to the podcast and read more about this week's show online at traillesstraveled.net. And now here's your host, Grand Canyon whitewater guide, yoga instructor, and master of the didgeridoo, Mandela. Good evening, Missoula and listeners around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in. I invite you tonight to join us on an adventure in Africa. Tonight we're going to be traveling mainly to the country of Chad with Dara Giddim. Her full name is Dara Giddim, but you may know her as Giddim, and she's been in Missoula since 2007. Her name and her native language of Laga which is one of 200 different ethnic groups and dialects spoken in the country of Chad. Her name means heaven support me. Mm-hmm. So Dada means heaven and Gedim means support me. Dada was born on the Ivory Coast, a Bunduku on the Ivory Coast, and she grew up in the capital of Chad, Jamina, before coming to the United States. In 2007, she followed family and education here via Senegal. Dada, thank you so much for joining me this evening on the Trail Less Traveled. Thank you, Mandela, for inviting me. I'm happy to be here to talk about my country and my experience. Dada, you and I met because we are both members of the African Student Association at the yes. University of Montana. Yes, we did in 2007, and then we graduated at the same time. Yes. And then I have a really fond memory of having African Student Association dance party with you in the house near campus. Do you remember that? Yes, that was at the International House, and I was living there and working as the International House Manager. So those are some of my really good memories of Missoula because I got to meet a lot of people from different parts of the world, so many countries. Mm -hmm. And some of my long-lasting friendships are from when I met those students in being the manager. So I really love that moment there out of the many years that I spent here in Missoula. Mm -hmm. And yes, I met you. I think the week before the International Food Festival of 2010. Mm -hmm. And when I met you, I told you about the association and about the different activities that we were going to do at the festival. And you were just so gracious. You just jumped in and you participated and you did the MC for the fashion show we had. And it was such a beautiful moment. I really loved how you were just full of energy and just part of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Which, I mean, I really appreciate that, you know, because not everybody is willing to be part of something. So that's the really nice thing to do. It's wonderful to have all these pieces of clothing and artwork from Africa that I have in my storage unit. Yeah. And to be able to get them out and have them be worn and appreciated as yes, well. we did it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was amazing that we did it again just last year. Yeah. And again, we just ran onto each other 
few days before because I remember you just came back from a trip because since you are always gone and <laughs> <laughs> I asked you if you could help again and you did again as always you make yourself alphabetical and just wonderful and you brought so many decorations from South Africa I remember that we had at the display table mm. in the UC ballroom so that was just really nice to have decorations from many different countries Kenya Chad Burkina Faso Nigeria South Africa and many other that maybe mm. I'm forgetting right now but it's one of my favorite events at the university I love carrying the flag with you when the yes. event starts out. You're carrying Chad's flag, and I'm carrying South Africa. Yes, and, you know, we're all <laughs> because you know, one thing we're going to talk about tonight is that there are many, many countries and cultures and dialects and yes. flavors on the African continent. There are there are more than ten thousand, I believe, languages. I mean, my country alone has more than 200 dialects and it's overwhelming and beautiful to see like the diversity in the same land. So many people are speaking so many languages, so many cultures, different food, clothes, so many things that make us different, but also actually the same. Wonderful. If you've just joined us, you are on the trail less traveled, and this evening we're traveling to Chad, as well as the Ivory Coast and Senegal. We are recording at the Missoula Broadcasting Company here in Missoula, Montana, with Dada Gidim. Dada was born in Bondaku on the Ivory Coast, and she grew up in Jamina, which is the capital of Chad. She speaks English, French, Laga, and a bit of Arabic. Those are the four main languages of Chad. And Dada chased family and education to Missoula, Montana in 2007. And you haven't been home since 2007. No, I haven't been home. So this is 11 years of my life away from home. So much changes yeah. personally and also in the country that I haven't experienced. I haven't been home for many reasons because I have been working mostly during vacations to be able to help pay for my school. So I haven't had the time to just make it home. And there is 11 years later. So it has been a sacrifice to invest in my education. And I'm hoping to at least go back soon, see my family, my friends, and just understand more where I came from because I left so young. And when I came here, I am constantly ask questions about things that I am not able to answer because I was too young to be aware of or know those things or experience them. Yeah. So it would be nice to go back home and reconnect again and have answers to questions that I didn't get to have. Mm -hmm. And I really look forward to hearing about that juxtaposition between Montana and mm -hmm. Chad and how that goes for you later on. Maybe some of the reflections you have after being in Big Sky Country I reckon Chad also has a very big sky as well. But that leads me on to my first official question for you, my <laughs> friend. Dada, please tell us, where did you grow up and how was adventure a part of your childhood? Okay. Mire 
Hello, <laughs> friends in Missoula. That was my native language, Laga. Like Mandela introduced me earlier. My name is Dara Gudum. I'm from Chad, which is in North Central Africa. Chad is the fifth largest country in Africa and the second largest in Central Africa. So Chad is surrounded by Sudan in the east and then Libya in the north. Nigeria and Cameroon in the west, and then Republic of Central Africa in the south. My country is pretty big. It's a little bit more than three times the size of California, more than three times the size of Montana. That's about my country. I was born in Ivory Coast, which is in West Africa, and my parents moved back to Chad when I was pretty little. And that's where I grew up in Jamena. Jamena means a place of rest, like peace. Growing up there, I had two sisters, one big sister and one little sister. And then I also had three brothers. Some of us, are we are living outside of the country. But in Missoula, my brother and I live here. And it was a really nice beautiful experience growing up there in large family because at home we usually have big families or we also have relatives living with us. So in my household, we constantly have people coming in, either from the villages or from other regions in Cameroon where we have family. And I grew up with so many first cousins Second cousin, actually, I said earlier in my language, I said Jamaican, so that means from the same womb. And we basically all call each other Jamaican, so we don't have a word for cousin or first, second, or third cousin. So I didn't, I mean, if I was to just talk in my native language, there is no word for cousin. So we are all like from the same womb, which I love. That's basically translate into how we treat each other more like family from the same womb. So we have to treat the other like from the same womb. Love them just like you love yourself, which is not easy to do, but that's what we culturally raised to do, to be. So my first cousins from my mom's side or my dad's side, mostly from my mom's side because we live in the same neighborhood, some of us, and in the same town. So we grew up together, shared things, sometimes shared the same shoes or clothes or things like that. So we were kind of the same family. And growing up, me and my siblings, we didn't really have toys. We had to make our own toys, uh, making little dolls out of clay or some woods, and then make some clothes for those dolls, make their hair, just be creative and do different kind of things for the dolls, which was really fun for me because it felt like I could bring out of me some creativity about making different things for the dolls. And it was such a fun memory uh, doing that with my siblings and my cousins. And then we would little houses and just kind of have a little town or a little neighborhood with those dolls and their daily things that they do, the different things, the different fashions, which was really fun to do. So 
that taught me to be kind of self-content or build something from little or not much and make the best out of it and enjoy it and appreciate it. And I believe that even today, personally, it kind of influences who I am. I just tend to do the best out of whatever I have and I make it look good. (laughs) It's amazing that that experience has built me to be who I am now. Like I don't have much, but I try to just make the best out of the little that I have and just be really happy with what I have. Because I also imagine the worst, like what if I didn't have it at all? So instead of just imagining things that I don't have, just make the best of what I have now, appreciate it and share with other people. So that was my experience being adventurous. And I also love when my dad, he liked to discover different places. So sometimes he would just take us on short trips around the town to discover the different places, like the different landscape, because Jamena is pretty flat, but then it is by the Shari River, which is beautiful, and then just Isahel, so it's just pretty much flat, but it's beautiful, like there are some shrubs or some bushes, it's just nice to like get out, drive out of town and discover those different places. And another thing that I didn't mention is my dad chose for us not to have a TV. So he and my mom, they have a lot of books. So that's what they encourage us to do, to read, instead of spending so much time watching TV. So we didn't watch that. So how we educated ourselves was mostly through reading, even though sometimes we would sneak out and go to our cousins next door and watch TV while our parents are not home or when they can't catch us. So that was part of my experience at home. In school, the girls have like different games that we play compared to the boys who played mostly soccer, which sometimes they didn't have the ball, but they would make balls out of some used clothes and just stick it into a ball and then play around. So that was fun for the boys. And then for us girls, we we would sometimes dance in a circle. It's called Bambi where we are in circle and we take turn to throw one girl up. So you go up and then you come down and everybody catch you. It's a lot of trust, actually, because you are just leaving yourself in the hands of all those girls and they throw you up and sometimes mm-hmm. you come down and you don't land well. It doesn't happen that much because they are there to catch you, but Sometimes it's unfortunate you don't land well and you might break your leg or arm, but it's just part of the fun. So those are my experiences at home. If you're just joining us, that is the voice of Dada Gidham. Dada is originally from Chad. She was born in Bonduku on the Ivory Coast, grew up in the capital of Chad, Jamina, and traveled to Missoula via Senegal in 2007, chasing family and education. When we come back, we're going to learn more about the 200 different ethnic groups in Chad. But get them. It's now time for a song. So can you please share a song from Africa with us? Yes. So one song that I would like to share is from late El Hajj, Ahmad Pekos. It's called Amfanju Chad. And I remember listening to this song growing up. 
at the national radio sometime after the news or before the news is played and it talks about the suffering of the people from Chad in the song he's talking about how we are hoping for a democracy after suffering like civil war for 30 years it's a sad song but that's what artists do right like they talk about things that are happening that sometimes are not talked about but artists are are courageous enough to sing it for others. So that gives us other hope for sure. Enfin, du Tchad, tu as trop souffert, peuple martyr qui vit dans l'enfer. Tonight we're speaking with Dada Gidam. Dada is originally from Bonduku, which is on the Ivory Coast. That's where she were born. Yeah. But when you were really young, you moved to Chad. And yes. you grew up for most of your life in the capital of Chad. Yes. Jamena. Now, in 2007, you chased education mm-hmm. and family here to Missoula, Montana, via Senegal. Yes. Earlier, we talked about growing up in Chad yes. and kind of how your family didn't have words for cousin it was all one word, which is part of your native language. And that word was the word in English for womb. Yes. Yes. So in Jamaican, we didn't have words for cousins. So we were all from the same womb. We did have words for aunties, which is Bini from my dad's side. And my mom's side, I just called them mom too. And then we also have for uncle, which is Nana. And from my dad's side, we still call them dad. But then from the same level, like the cousin, we are all from the same womb. Which is beautiful. Thank you. And in Chad, there's over 200 different ethnic groups and dialects. I'd like to talk a little bit about that because within the continent of Africa, we have over 94 different countries. Yes. And in Chad alone, there's 200 different ethnic groups. Could you tell us a little bit more about Chad in particular? Yes, there are so many dialects in my country alone. Uh, Like you said, more than 200. 
and there are big dialect language groups. So I am the Sarat, which is the south. I am from the south of Chad, which is Logan Oriental. Altogether, these six different departments, and my department is Modelam, with the capital Bissau, so that's where my village is. And both my dad and my mom are from that department, which is in the south of Chad. So we have our Awandechif language, which is Laga, but we are put in the category of Sara. We have some common words, like you can say some words, but I don't totally understand for example, someone from Doba who, who speaks their language. In my native language, Laga, there are maybe just some little differences from village to village, but we are all like the same people and speaking the same language. And Gedim, uh, could you potentially give the listeners a little language lesson on the dialect of Laga from Chad? Sure. I would start with Mueba, which means... Hi, if I translate it literally, it means I see you. So when you come to someone, you say moiba, and that's singular. If it's many people, then you say mosiba because there are many people. So you are saying, I see many of you. And we basically say the same thing when you are leaving. So the difference with here, you shake hands the first time you meet, but in my culture, we shake hands when you first see each other and we shake hands again when you are leaving. So we basically tell the person like Mueva, we don't say have a word for goodbye. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't exactly know why, but I imagine that we are always hoping that to see each other again and again and hope for each other, you know, to be still alive and see each other again. <laughs> now, those so, languages within Chad, the 200 different dialects, yeah. are they really quite different? They are really, really different. So the Logan Occidental and the capital is Mundu and they speak Ngambai. One of their dialects there is Ngambai. So that one I can understand a little bit too because our regions are just close to each other. I'm sure it's circularly is the same people moving around. So language change as people move. But there are different ethnic groups, like there are the Arabs too, I don't really understand that, or Shari Bagirmi, which is where the capital is. And I mean, there are so many different, so no, it's different group of languages. And But um, you yourself, yeah. you dabble in four languages, French, English, Laga, and a little bit of Arabic. And you said you were using Arabic when you were going to market to yes. do s- s- transactions. Yes. And it's been a while, but I'm sure as soon as you go back home, they'll come back yeah. very quickly. Yeah. I would like to talk to you linguistically about the language of French and as to your knowledge, how did it come to Chad? That's because of colonization. So France started to explore Chad in the early 1900. And by 1920, Chad became a colony of France. 
So that's how we came to speak French. And Arabic is because also of history, like Chad was a major trading place where many traders would cross the Saharan Desert to go to sub-Sahara Africa, like different countries. Therefore, we were influenced by many other civilizations and the Arab trading. So that's how we also got to speak Arabic. Arabic is mostly, I mean, there is a university in Chad and in Jamena in Arabic and also in French. So you can basically make it in life in Chad speaking either or both of those languages. So it's beneficial to speak both. And I learn Arabic mostly for transactions at the market because it's beneficial. The markets are open market and the prices are not fixed. So <laughs> when you are able to bargain in Arabic, it means that you are part of the people. So they can give you cheaper deal than if you don't speak it. They just think like, oh, maybe you are from not from there. You are expatriate. You maybe have more money. Mm-hmm. That's why you came to live in our country. Therefore, they charge you higher prices. <laughs> I learned it to be comfortable enough to bargain and get good deals. And what what was, would you say is the most important Arabic word to know in a market in Central Africa? Especially the greetings, right? Like, salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. Yes. It's important to take interest in the person, like mm-hmm. asking them how they are doing, and then asking about the prices of the goods that you want to buy. And then usually they will tell price a little higher than the market price. And you bargain. And sometimes you just don't go to one place, you go to different places so you can have an idea and then you can bargain and you can know when that price is not good for them because you you are at that price, they were not willing to sell you. Mm -hmm. So, yes. (laughs) A little bit of market tips. Yeah, market tips, uh, take interest in the person. Uh, It's not just about business, but the person themselves and then go on to bargain the prices. And it's crazy because before I moved to the U.S., I lived in Senegal for two years, and I went to a Lebanese store, and they were speaking in Arabic between themselves. And I understood, so I was able to translate back, and they were so happy that I spoke Mm -hmm. their language. And they basically gave me really, really, really good deals. So it's been so it's so important. That's a really beautiful lesson. Get them yeah, yeah. is that you uh, take an interest in that person and truly yes. listen to them. That's a huge part of travel. Yes, and day to day life. Exactly. But also making the effort to learn a little bit of their language, even yes. if it's just hello or thank you or you know some simple things. It's a beautiful it, lesson. It is. Uh, people just appreciate and connect with you more when you show those little things. Yeah. It takes you a long way. If you're just joining us, you are on The Trail as Traveled, and that is the voice of Dada Gidem. Dada was born on the Ivory Coast in Bondoku, and when she was really young, her family moved to Chad. She grew up in Jimena, which is the capital of Chad. Now, in 2007, Gidem went to Missoula, Montana, chasing family and education. Yes. Can you give us one bit of advice for traveling to Mother Africa? Yes. One thing I would say is to... Go places with someone you know, like the native or someone who is familiar with the country or the places you are going. So it can be easier to communicate and also 
just go around because sometimes it can be difficult if you are there and you don't know the language or you don't really know about the people. So one fun thing would be to go there with someone, you know, or at least have someone you know there so that they can take you to places. Such um, as yourself. Yeah. Exactly. When I come and visit you and Jen, <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about that for so long. It will make it easier. Yeah. <laughs> and for sure at the market, I will get you good deals. Oh, girl. <laughs> All right. Well, Dada, can you share a song with us? Another song from Mama Africa. A song? Yes. A song that I just use. Maybe when I was babysitting my cousins and also just to put babies to sleep, <laughs> that I also did here with my nephew. So it means baby or kid, where is your mom? You are crying so much. We sing a lot to put babies to sleep or calm them down. So that's one song that I remember right away. Give them, it's now time for a song. Can you share with us another song from Mama Africa? Sure. Another Chajan uh, uh, artist, Late Talino Malnu, that I would like to share the title is Zephira. He used to think a lot more about love, about the politics or the people, the differences that we emphasize on about being from north south. So he's saying instead of focusing on that, we should focus on love. So those are some of the songs I listened to growing up. So I thought to share that. Talino Manu. Zephira Malkimishike. Maidiki Amalgamite. Radila Sawaleki Sebme. Gabeti Tarati Deliba. Tunya Urshalubia Same. Adavi Alme Mayabatumsa. Vas-y doucement, vas-y doucement, qui va l'abdomen, pas sur le bas. 
vas-y doucement, vas-y doucement, vas-y doucement, attention à la mise et I am in the studio with my friend, Dara Gedem. Gedem was born on the Ivory Coast, but grew up in Chad. She came to Montana via Senegal in 2007, chasing education and family. Gedem, could you tell us a little bit about the history of Chad? Sure. I would like to start from the very beginning, like in the seventh millennium before Christ. People started to move into the Chadian Basin, it was pretty much covered most of the Chad and some of the surrounding countries. Uh, so by the end of the first millennium, there was a lot of states and empire that started in the country. And one of the biggest and lasting empire was the Kanem Empire, which lasted all the way to the 16th century. But then before them, there were the Sao people we came from the Nair, and they didn't last as long as the Kanem Empire. And the Kanem Empire subsisted mostly because of the trading between the sub-Saharan African. That's the empire that lasted a long time there before the French came and colonized Chad in the earlier 1900 until 1920, when it became a French colony. And then August 11, 1960, that's when we got our independence from France, which was under our first president, François Tobanbay. He was president from 1960 to 1975 when he was killed by rebels. Basically, during his presidency, about two years after, there was only one party in the country, so it was a dictatorship. And he gave more, I would say, priority or favored more the people from his tribe, which angered other tribes like in the north. And that's when they started the different opposition because at that point it was rebel since there was no opposition. Since then, there has been so many civil war because the people were not happy with the way they were treated, the favoritism, the unfair lives, and stand up for themselves. I mean, he was trying to move away from the French culture and go back to our root and imposing some of his culture from his village, especially the Yundo, which is his initiation. It is done in few different African countries where men are initiated to become men. They go through some rituals that are spiritual and things like that, but that was just typically to his village. But he wanted to impose that to everybody, so that led to many unhappiness and war, civil wars and things like that. So, I mean, it started in the very beginning with the first president that opposition didn't have a voice. And then there was, after him, few different presidents were there for a short time. And from 82 to 1990, there was Isenabre, who finally won against the 
rebels and be, was the president for those years. And then until 19, when Idris Debi came to power and took over. So Idris Debi has been president since 1990. And yeah, I was little, I remember in the neighborhood when he took over, there were some shots and we ran and uh, went in my parents' bedroom and just were under the bedrooms. And it was pretty scary to like hear shots outside just on the street. They drove by to take over the government. So that's a little bit about the history of Chad. That is the voice of Adara Gidam, who was originally from Chad in North Central Africa. Gidam, yourself and your family came to Missoula in 2007, partially because of education. And I'm wondering if civil war and the change in government in Chad had anything to do with you guys coming to Montana. So my brother came here three years before I came in 2007, and he was actually born in Belgium. And then they live a little bit in France, and they went to Ivory Coast first, and they lived there for nine years. So he basically grew up outside of the country and have different influences, Mm -hmm. and then went back home for a few years and went back to Burkina Faso. That's where he went to the university, and then... He wanted to continue somewhere else, either in France or here. So it didn't really have to do with the civil war. It was actually like a family dream to have education in English. Mm-hmm. And then I followed in 2007. So I basically kind of escaped some of the major civil wars that happened because we were outside of the country when it happened in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And also some rebels that tried to take over the government in 2008, which we were already out of the country. Gidam, can you tell us a little bit about some of the commonalities and differences between North Central Africa and Big Sky Country, Montana? Some similarities. Actually, I would go with the differences. <laughs> it's easier. There are laws. The weather, I mean... In Jamena, where I grew up, is flat and it's Sahel. There is no snow there. I mean, basically in the whole Chad, yeah. which there is here. So it was my first time to see snow here. What was that like when you first saw snow? So I came in September and we actually went to Glacier at the end of September and there was already snow there. And I remember we were driving by Glacier and many parts of the park were already closed, but we drove, I think, the stretch that was still open, the east side. And we parked and we got out to take some pictures. And I remember my brother sat on the snow to take the picture. And I was like, oh, my God, we are not going to get wet. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't really know what it was like. And we was like, yeah, it's okay. You can come here and stand on it or sit on it. And it was... It was just, for me, amazing that you could even hold it or sit on it, and it doesn't, I mean, it's, I mean, it's manageable, mm-hmm. so, which I didn't think it could be until that experience happened. And you found out that snow can be manageable? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because before I even touched that, I thought it was maybe too cold to even sit on it or hold it. Giddam, before you tell us more differences between North Central Africa and Montana, 
Could you maybe give some advice for someone from North Central Africa uh-huh. or anywhere in Africa? Because we don't have a lot of snow in that continent. Of course, on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro yes. and a little bit there's dusted in South Africa sometimes. But what advice would you give to a fellow African who was about to come and experience snow for the first time in Montana? To be prepared to put on a lot of clothes. Yeah, so many clothes. Make sure to cover your ears, your head, wear gloves, have many layers before even putting jacket on. <laughs> Layering. Yes. Yes. Really important. <laughs> yes, because I actually came in September, which wasn't that bad, but my brother came in January, so it was pretty shocking for him. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just a major change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about driving in the snow and the ice? Yeah, driving is, yes, it can be scary, especially when it's icy. So take your time and plan extra time to drive because you don't want to be in hurry driving in the snow. I mean, that's good advice for someone from Africa. It's also good advice for anyone in the (laughs) Missoula area listening. Take your time, drive slow. (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah. Now, Gaydon, before we talk a little bit more in the lines of storytelling. Could you potentially paint the picture for someone listening as to the geography of West Africa in relation to North Central Africa, East Africa? You know, it was a really large continent. So mm-hmm. maybe paint the picture for us of North Central Africa and where you grew up. What was it like there? What did it smell like? What did it feel like? Can you take us there, please? Yes. I grew up mostly in Central Africa. The differences are in the population. Like Nigeria is the most populous country in Africa. So when you go there, you totally know like it's really, really, really crowded. There are a lot of people wherever you are. That was my experience, at least when I was there. I felt like there were many people, which is not really the case in my country. I mean, like the capital is about close to 2 million. So there are not many people per density. So in my country of Chad, the country is pretty large in size. So there are about six people per mile square, while Nigeria is like 180. My country is pretty big. So there are some places are pretty sparse, especially the north is mostly crossed by the Saharan Desert. Gedem, could you please tell us a story, one of your favorite stories from growing up in Chad? Yeah, one story that I remember very well was about those three women who went in the farm to pick some vegetables. So one of them's name is Madkal, and her two friends needed to go to the bathroom, so they asked her to keep an eye on their basket. So they went, and then they came back, and she was doing the least work, but when they came back, they noticed that she had the same amount as them. And they said that, Markal, you didn't get this much. So they said that she stole from them, and she denied that she did that. Back then, if someone said the truth or not, they have to go to sit on, on some uh, bench that is sticky. So if you are a liar, then you might not be able to get up again. So they sat, so the two women sat, and they got up. 
they didn't have any problem to get up. And when it was Madcal's turn, she couldn't get up, so she was stuck there on the bench. The rest of her life was just on that bench. So her family built a little house around her to keep her away from wild animals. And her mom would bring her food there. And when she bring the food, she would sing to her, Matkal, matkalo, bogole twaraibo, bogole dumraibo, bogole tuvanganje galolo bo, nje bogo oraibo, male maneibo. Her mom would sing that, and she recognized her mom's voice, and she would open the door so that she can get the food. But of course, some animals would try to imitate that for her to open the door, and she knew that that wasn't her mom. And hyena in history is believed to be like something really kind of smart and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it learned to sing the song very well. And he came for many times singing, but she knew it wasn't her mom. And eventually he became good, just like her mom, and sing one day. Matkal, matkalo, bogole roibo, and then he went on and finished the song, and the matkal opened the door, and he ate matkal. So that's the end of the story. One of my favorite things was in the evening, sometimes we would have, like, storytelling, and sometimes we would ask, like, what's the lesson of the story? What's the moral behind that? And, of course, is to work hard, get your own things so that you are not tempted to steal from other people and work hard to get what belongs to you. Beautiful. If you're just joining us on the trail less traveled, that is the voice of Dada Giddim. She was born in the Ivory Coast. She grew up in Chad and went to Missoula via Senegal in 2007 to chase education and family. Gidim, I just wanted to thank you so much for your time and your energy in joining me here today on The Trail Less Traveled. Thank you, Mandela. I'm so glad to be here. We have been wanting to do this since we've met. So mm-hmm. thank you for this opportunity. Somehow the best shows take years to record. <laughs> so I'm just so glad. Thank you. And now I request that you share with the listener three bits of advice on life. Advice, be respectful of people because you never know what that person can turn out to be. We are all connected and I just try to be the best or treat people the best I can whenever I'm with them because I believe every moment is not random and it might be the last. Mm -hmm. You never know, so treat the person very well. Another example live the now because you never know and I like living the now sometimes I'm adventurous I like to push myself to do something new that I never done before I started to ski here I didn't imagine doing that before and it's challenging for me physically but I'm trying because it makes winter fun (laughs) and people do it here so why not (laughs) and another thing yeah, appreciate other culture, get to know other people's culture. If you meet someone, just don't think of the differences, but think first of them as just a person like you. And it makes it easier to learn a lot from them. And 
I believe that there is always something that we can learn from someone else, regardless of their age, their skin color, their geographical equation. There is always so much to learn. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. If you are listening, you cannot see this intelligent, humble, and absolutely gorgeous woman who's sitting across from me. Her name is Dara Gidham. And Gidham, I was wondering if you could share African beauty advice, because you are absolutely gorgeous. I like simple. I would recommend simple just for example, growing up, my mom would make shea butter a lot. So I love her natural shea butter. It's just really good for the skin. It doesn't have any crazy chemical product, and it's just natural. It makes your skin shine, and I love it. So that's my advice for beauty. <laughs> yeah, put it on your hair, on your skin. It's just really good for also keep your skin moisturized. Smile a lot. I like smiling. (laughs) It just changes my mood on so many things, you know, just a simple smile. And actually doing hair is kind of one bonding moment for girls at home. Like we would schedule hair time and that's when you get to talk to each other. And so... Yeah, those are fun things to do as girls. I know sometimes here is like girls like let's paint our nails and things like that, but using the self-care to spend time together with other people. That's awesome. And and now I feel bad for not taking you up on offering to braid my hair <laughs> 30 minutes ago. We'll have to do that. Yeah, we will. I had to brush my hair first, though. I won't no be able problem. to get a braid through here. You have a lot of hair, and I can see braids on that. <laughs> What song would you like to end your show with? I would like to end with Yelen. Yelen means light, and it was a group by Chajan, Mountewe, and Marchi. He's from Burkina Faso. They are not singing together anymore. Each sings separately, but I love their songs. And they sing about what are happening with people, certain politics, and it's one of my favorite groups. And the song that I would like to share with you all is Chemin de l'Exil. And it talks about being away from, you know, when you leave your country and you go to other places and experiences and things like that. de l'exil te tiennent, il faut partir Ici c'est ce qu'il faut s'en aller pour s'enrichir Faut pas qu'on puisse dire, voilà c'est le fils sans avenir Ça va venir ce matin, où tu fais ta valise Tu vois qu'on te balise et tes parents te verbalisent Tous ceux qui t'aiment te disent qu'ils te regretteront amèrement Tu n'y croiras pas mais tu ne diras pas que ta mère te ment Quand sur ton épaule couleront ses larmes et son serment 
C'est fièrement que tu lèveras la tête droite devant toi Tu marcheras et elle verra tes pas comme des adieux Au seuil de ta porte tu croiseras le regard de ton père soucieux Rouge de haine se disant qu'il est la cause de cette peine Tu t'en iras avec la basile en main presque vite Le cœur malade mais l'esprit avide que cupide Tu t'en iras avec l'espoir de revenir un jour quand tu ne sais pas Mais tu t'en vas car c'est ton jour Ok tu feras ça, tu répondras maman et papa Sur le sentier tu entendras les derniers chants des oiseaux Le doux parfum de cette forêt à laquelle tu tourneras le dos Tu t'en iras, prendras place dans ces têtes de fer Qui t'emmènera, loin de ta patrie sur nos terres Loin de nous qui t'aimons et près d'une passion étrangère Sai, c'est Namaste Missoula, Mandela here, your host of The Trail Less Traveled, dedicated to collecting stories and sounds from the most remote locations around the world. The show premieres every Sunday evening at 6. And if you're interested in the show archive, photos, or to follow us as we're recording, check out traillesstraveled.net. I'd like to thank my guest for this week, my good friend Dada Gedem. I met Dada when I was going to the University of Montana, and we were both in the African Student Association. Dada is originally from Chad in Central Africa, and she moved to Missoula via Senegal in 2007, pursuing family and education, as it's always been her family's dream to get an education in English. Dada and I both graduated from the University of Montana in 2010. The intention of The Trail Less Traveled is to take you back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment storytelling. Therefore, every week I'll be interviewing an adventurer about what they do, how they do it, and how you can start adventuring in a similar fashion. The show is either recorded on location, around the world, or here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company nestled in the mountains of Missoula, Montana. Remember, the podcast is free and available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and all podcast platforms. If the show has ever transported you, please consider writing us a review to help this new genre of adventure radio. My adventure tip this week is very important for my own packing when traveling on airplanes. I highly recommend that you invest in a little bit of rose water and mist your face with this rose water during flight, after you land, and any time that you feel dehydrated when traveling, which for me is quite often. Well, that's it for this week's adventure, my friends in Missoula and around the world. But until next week, please do something for Mother Earth and get outside and shred the gnar. Because as you know, the gnar does not shred itself. <laughs>